Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host. Each and every week, my name is Jared St. Clair, and this one's going to be a short one. You probably already saw that on the podcast app that you're listening on. But uh, it's kind of like a combo of a little bit of a rant and a little bit of good news and a little more rant. And, uh, well, I just got back in town and I saw some things that, uh, well, kind of fired me up. So I decided to talk about it today because I have a very short window of opportunity here. Um, I have to record tonight. It's 9.35 p.m. Uh, mountain Time, and this is supposed to be released tomorrow morning. I don't know if it'll make it tomorrow morning, but it'll get released tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, the 15th of March. And uh, then I've got another one to record for release this Saturday, uh, which I'm actually very excited about that episode as well. I guess I'm always excited about my episodes. I feel like the topics I get to discuss are very exciting, and I guess that's why I do this show. So I appreciate you humoring me and listening to my rants and listening to the uh, information that I have to share. My most recent uh, episodes have been getting the highest listenership I've ever had. So the show is growing, and I have to assume that some of that is because of you sharing it with friends, family members, and uh, spreading the word. And I truly, truly appreciate any time you're willing to tell anybody about me and my little podcast, which is not as little as it used to be, and it's pretty exciting. If you have questions about anything you hear on this show, you can call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801 801- 292-6662. You can also check in on the chat feature if you have questions on vitalitynutrition.com or if you want to just check out anything that I talk about on the show that has to do with the product anyway, you can typically find it on vitalitynutrition.com. Okay, so let me go ahead and jump right into this. I was at something called Expo West. Expo West is... Uh, it's like this awesome thing. I call it my personal Disneyland, and I'm not really that big of a Disney guy. Um, but, uh, you know, when I was littler and when I've had my kids uh, at Disneyland, we've had a lot of fun. And so I get the excitement about that. I'm, uh, you know, like health and nutrition and vitamin and supplement nerd. And so my Disneyland is a trade show called Expo West in Anaheim every March with the exception of a couple of marches when there was this thing going on the last couple of years. But I was back at it for the first time in about four years. Uh, just this last weekend, I was fortunate enough to be able to attend with my sweet Jen and also with my assistant Jessica. And uh, we had a lot of fun. Now, part of the reason it's such a fun event is because there are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of booths. We were there for every hour that the show was open, uh, except for half an hour because of a bit of a delay in traffic. But we made every hour that show was open for four days 
and we still didn't see every single booth or sample every single thing. But my gosh, you get to sample all kinds of healthy and organic things. You get to read all kinds of labels, which I spend so much time reading labels. You probably do, too, if you listen to this show. And I discovered a few things that I want to share with you. Uh, some of this is a little off the cuff. Some of it I've actually got some notes on and will read verbatim a few things that I think you need to hear. But uh, to start, I'm just going to say this. So I've been dealing with uh, a fair amount of, of discomfort in my knee. But what I have determined with my knee, because I don't know what's wrong. I just know it hurts. It's very strange. Um, I'd go into the details of how I think I hurt it, but that doesn't even make that much sense. So it's a weird thing. It's my left knee, and uh, I was quite concerned because I knew I was going to be on my feet, standing and walking for four days straight on a concrete floor at this expo. And that didn't sound like fun with a really, really tender knee, which was very tender uh, up until just a few days before the show. So I decided to double down on uh, an anti-inflammatory diet. And to be honest with you, it's the first time that I've really focused on seed oils. That's going to be sunflower oil, safflower oil, soybean oil, corn oil, all that kind of stuff. Now, I do almost exclusively buy organic food. There aren't a ton of foods that I don't buy that are at least aren't at least like really natural, non-genetically modified. Um, but in most cases, it's organic. And and I don't know, maybe it's eighty percent or something close to that. I'm guessing, maybe be a little bit higher than that. But I live a very very busy life, extremely so. <laughs> Actually, after being gone for a week and then trying to catch up today, I recognize that, uh, I don't know, I sure hope one day I <laughs> I get to the point where I'm actually caught up. I don't think that's going to happen. But anyway, my life is busy. Your life is busy. You get it. So here's the thing. Busy oftentimes equates to quick meals, you know, not sitting down and making a gourmet meal every single time that you eat. Now, my Jen and I, we often do cook dinner together. Uh, sometimes uh, I'm really lucky and she cooks it for me. Uh, and occasionally she's really lucky and I cook it for her. But uh, we, we generally are going to eat dinner together in most cases. Uh, breakfast is almost always now my raw milk protein shake, which has a scoop of just ingredients protein powder in it. My two favorites being the pumpkin spice flavor, which... Don't try to find it because it's not available until fall again. Um, I thankfully still have about a half a bag left. and But I also love the chocolate coconut, or coconut chocolate, I think she calls it. Frankly, all of them are great. And I love that protein powder. It is incredible. It's incredibly clean, and it's incredibly tasty. And if you get those two things right... Oh, and it's actually health promoting, then you've got something, right? So I, I take that with my raw milk. And if I'm using the pumpkin spice in particular, but oftentimes even with the coconut chocolate, I throw a scoop of something called golden milk powder in there. Now that's made by a company I also love, Natural Factors. Their golden milk powder is so good. 
I think I could dump the scoop just straight in my mouth and enjoy it thoroughly. I love this stuff. If you're not familiar with golden milk, I did a whole show on it years ago. You could probably find it with a search, but it's basically old school. In fact, it's not even years ago. It was last year. Uh, I even remember the name of the podcast. Uh, it was, uh, uh, well... <laughs> Something like Wisdom from India. I know that was in the in the title. And I talk about golden milk and how moms have been giving it to their kids as like a nighttime thing before bed. Anyway, I've been using golden milk for a long time. I throw it in the shake. That's basically breakfast. Once I have the raw milk in there and the protein, the golden milk, I've got a really, really amazing combination of things. And if you like kind of that chai flavor, golden milk has a very chai-like flavor to it. It's phenomenal stuff. So that's breakfast, and then lunch is oftentimes something from a package. Now, I would tell you that in a perfect world, I wouldn't ever eat packaged food. Everything would come from my organic garden and my organic ranch, uh, and all my ranch hands would uh, you know, take care of all that for me and the gardeners, but I'm also not Joe Rogan. I'm Jared St. Clair, and my podcast ain't that big. So, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. So what do I do? Well... I do the best I can, and that means that oftentimes I'm eating packaged food. Uh, one of the packaged foods that I like a lot is made by a company called Kevin's, and I'm going to get back to them in just a moment, but you can get their stuff at most grocery stores. You can get it at Costco, and, and they have these kind of like uh, you know really clean uh, meat dishes that are you know uh, cooked with a sous vide. Uh, very tender, very delicious. Throw that on some uh, some organic rice or even some cauliflower rice like I did for lunch today, and you've got something pretty cool and quite delicious. But the reason I use Kevin's is because there's no seed oils in it. Kevin knows what he's doing. But a lot of the other stuff that I've been eating has seed oils. And pretty much if you eat out, you're going to get seed oils. And uh, while I do try to keep a pretty clean diet, I started recognizing about a week prior to Expo West as I started really looking at seed oils and what I've got with seed oils in it that a lot of my clean organic food and I'm putting clean in air quotes here now had sunflower oil in it or safflower oil or some type of oil from a seed or a nut that is going to be largely omega-6 and because it is in a cooked food, is going to be a damaged fat that is going to cause inflammation. Now, I supplement with omega-3 to try and counterbalance some of that. But I recognized that I was going to be one miserable puppy at that trade show if my knee didn't stop hurting. So about four days, maybe? I, I, I'm not even sure. Four or five days, something like that, prior to leaving for the expo, I started really focusing on seed oils and sugar, like all kinds of sugar, even sugars that are, you know, clean sugars, even fruit. I wasn't eating a lot of fruit, um, not because I think fruit is bad for you or that you should never eat carbohydrates, nothing like that, just because I thought, well, the two most inflammatory foods that I think there probably are, are those two foods. So I'm going to do that. And then I went heavy on my natural anti-inflammatories, lots of turmeric, uh, from uh, Curamed, and uh, in fact, I even used two different types of turmeric just to sort of double team it. I was using Curamed and Natural Factors uh, turmeric as well, and uh, doubling up on my other anti-inflammatory supplements. Well, I'm telling you, it was 
Incredible. And and I have to mention that even driving now, keep in mind, this is my left knee, okay? My right knee does all the driving, right? Gas and brake and all that. I don't drive a stick shift. So my left knee is just sitting there. But driving back and forth for a 45-minute or an hour drive like I had to do on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday leading up to leaving for the show hurt. My left knee would hurt and ache after the drive just from sitting in that one position for too long if I wasn't moving it on a regular basis. Well, now... I'm talking to you and I'm flexing my knee on a regular basis just to see what it feels like right now and holding it still. And I've been sitting in a seat most of the day, catching up on placing orders and writing episodes of the podcast and going over all kinds of things like that. My knee feels pretty darn good. In fact, today is the first day I haven't worn a brace on my knee since I hurt it. And yesterday I drove about seven hours coming home from Las Vegas. And the day before that, I drove about five hours leaving California to go to Las Vegas. And my knee was pretty fine. And that's after four days on a show floor. And uh, what was I doing? Well, every sample that was being offered to me, I was looking to see if it had seed oils. And you know what? A big chunk of them did, probably 75%. So if it had seed oils and I really wanted to try it because the rest of it looked pretty good, I would have a little bit. But for the most part, I just didn't eat the things that had seed oils. And what I realized was two things. One, I eat a lot of seed oils, way more than I thought I did. This has not been an area that I've put a lot of focus on. And I'm a little embarrassed to say it out loud on my podcast because I know a lot of you listening right now have You've been watching seed oils for a long time because you heard from this guy or that gal or whatever that, yeah, we need to watch these things. Well, the thing is, I thought I wasn't getting that many seed oils until I really started focusing on all of the food that I buy in a package. And then I recognized just how many seed oils I was getting. Also, I didn't recognize how incredibly inflammatory they seem to be in my life. You know, I also have this thing where my feet hurt from standing for an extended period of time. It's because when I was 19, I jumped off the roof of somebody's house. I was doing a service project. I was doing the right thing. Me and my buddy were up there and we were cleaning out leaves of this widow's, uh, what do you call it? Rain gutters. Okay. And it was a windy day. And the ladder we got up on the house with blew over in the wind. And we were stuck. And the lady couldn't hear us. And uh, it was the middle of a day on a weekday. Nobody in the neighborhood could hear us or see us or whatever. We're just up there on the roof stuck. Well, it wasn't that high of a roof. It was just a rambler. And uh, I thought, yeah, I'll just jump. And I don't know why I chose to jump off onto a patio instead of onto the lawn. But I did. I was 19. I guess that's why. And I broke both my feet, both my heels, taking that jump. And I've never been the same since, quite frankly. Uh, I My feet have hurt um, all the time. I wear special socks by a company called Incrediware that I absolutely love, which do help me stand with less discomfort. I recently found a brand of shoes that works better than any other brand. And by the way, I have no affiliation with this brand, 
but they're called All Birds. And they've got a bunch of weird stuff on their website about environmental awareness and all these things. Not that I, it's not weird, but anyway, that's kind of their mission. What I think is funny is they don't focus that much on how incredibly comfortable their shoes are. And that's the best part. In fact, I took Jen there to All Birds because they have stores in, in California. They don't have stores in Utah. They're mostly a web-based uh, company, I think. But um, I knew they had a store there because the first time I ever bought Allbirds was last time I was in California. So I took her to this store, got her a pair, got myself another pair to make sure I at least had comfortable shoes. Well, the Allbirds are amazing, but I'm telling you, my feet hurt less than they ever have, um, ever, I think, in a combination of these shoes, those socks, and... I really think the biggest thing being the seed oils and watching the seed oils. So I recognized this, that while there are uh, very um, persistent messages in the social media world, whether it be on TikTok, which I refuse to use, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you know, wherever, Twitter, there are these persistent messages by certain people saying, hey, watch the seed oils. A guy named pa Paul Saladino is one that's pushing that, as well as many, many others. And I've been listening to these messages for a couple of years, and I just had never really put it to the test. I'm going to let you know how this goes moving forward, because now... I'm back home. I'm not on the road. I have more control over what I eat. And I'm actively looking in my pantry and throwing away stuff that has seed oils in it and just using the stuff that doesn't. And that it hurts me because there are so many good things. And when I say good, yummy things that are clean, so to speak, that have these things in them. And I'm just not going to eat them. I'm going to really, really give this thing a try because inflammation is... It's the big killer. They call it the silent killer. 80-something plus, 85%, I think, is the number of disease in America is inflammatory in nature, including cancer and Alzheimer's and all these things. And uh, I've just made the decision that I'm not going to do that for at least a while and really test it out. But I think this is probably going to be a lifelong journey that I'm on. And thank goodness more and more people are paying attention and avoiding those. So anyway, that's just me babbling about this stuff. Let's talk a little bit more about Expo. Expo West reminded me of what is happening daily in the industry that I grew up in. While there were many amazing people there with uh, their young startup companies or even their established brands, for instance, I saw Carlin Call, my friend from Just Ingredients, whose protein I was just telling you how is so amazing. And I also saw my good friends from Natural Factors who make that golden milk I was just telling you about, but also these other amazing products, including my favorite collagen supplement. And I met new people uh, that are dedicating their careers to making really great products that actually serve the health of their customers. I even met face-to-face -face with some of my favorite recent guests from previous episodes of Vitality Radio. I met Nikki Wolf, who will be on in a week or so for her second visit to Vitality Radio. I met Richard Passwater Jr. for the first time in person after the first time talking to him was on this show when he was in Turkey, uh, Istanbul. And I met Julia Craven, who's now been on two episodes of Vitality Radio, and we discussed what she's going to do and what we're going to talk about on her third episode, which hopefully will come up in the next month or two. 
And of course, there were lots of old friends that I've known. Stuart Tomk was there, for instance, one of my very, very best friends in the industry. And my best friend in the world, Will Christensen, was there with Ridgecrest Herbals. And I got to see a lot of other amazing people, Brittany and Nicole and Chris uh, and Shay and so many others that are just awesome people. But those were the good things that were happening at by at uh, Expo West. The bad thing was I also saw brands like Vital Proteins, Natural Calm, New Chapter, U Theory, Oatly, Horizon Dairy, Justin's Nut Butter, and I could go on and on and on. And you may be thinking, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, Jared. I've got Vital Proteins Collagen in my pantry. Well, I think you and almost everybody else that's ever taken a collagen supplement has tried Vital Proteins because they're the big brand that's available at Costco. Pretty economically, too. And then, of course, U-Theory has stuff over at Costco, too. And, and uh, you know, so does Natural Calm. And so does Horizon Dairy. And Justin's Nut Butter and so on. Well, I met Justin. I met Justin from Justin's Nut Butter when he first started his company. But then Justin's Nut Butter, Butter sold out to Hormel. And Horizon is owned by Dean. And Dean is a nasty dairy. And Oatly. Oatly is owned by... Uh, a big giant multinational conglomerate of horrifying people. And uh, they are pushing their non-organic oat milk, which would then be heavily pesticide, uh, or sorry, herbicide sprayed with Roundup um, because that's what they do to non-organic oats. And uh, they were there. And and then New Chapter was there, owned by Procter & Gamble, and Natural Calm, who's owned by... Uh, I, I can never remember. I don't think it's Nestle, but it's someone you don't want to give your money to, or at least I don't want to give my money to. And Vital Proteins, of course, is used to be an independent company that sold out as well. And, you know, what they are is they, they had the biggest booths. They had the most elaborate booths. They had beautiful booths with beautiful people trying to sell you their product and act like they were natural companies. But they're not natural companies. They're big multinational conglomerates that own little or natural companies. In fact, Emergency was there. They're owned by Pfizer. Strangely, none of their banners or signs or shirts or any of the swag they were giving away or samples said anything about the parent company Pfizer at all. Shocking, right? No, it's not shocking at all. The last thing they want a bunch of natural people to think is, oh, here we are, Pfizer, and we own this vitamin C company. You know, they had about eight booth slots, maybe 10. They probably spent close to $200,000 to be there. Huge hanging signs, dozens of people working the booth. But the really great effervescent vitamin C company, the one that broke away from Pfizer uh, when uh, the acquisition of emergency happened, they were in a little corner booth, one little booth with two people working the booth handing out samples because, well, they don't have Pfizer money, but they have a much, much better product than that crap that Pfizer's putting out, emergency. So it was an interesting thing because this is, you know, my industry. I consider it my industry. I grew up in it. I've been doing it since I was five years old. I love this industry. And now, unlike before, it's so lucrative that the big guys all want a piece of it. And here's the hard truth that I think I've discovered as I was really wandering these aisles looking and thinking of my time that I spend at 
the local Smith's store, which is owned by Kroger or Costco or Walmart or whatever, what I re realized is that almost every one of these companies that is a quote-unquote natural or organic company that's also in Smith's and Costco and Walmart, especially Costco and Walmart, they seem to be owned by big multinational corporations that don't believe the way that I believe about maybe anything. It's certainly not about health. And why? Because, well, that's what allows them the oomph to get into places like Costco and Walmart and Kroger. The smaller guys have a much harder time. But it's not always the case. It's not. Kevin's, I mentioned them. They're in Costco. They're at my local grocery stores, all of them. I don't know if there's a grocery store around that doesn't ca carry Kevin's. But Kevin, the guy that started Kevin's, makes sense, right? Well, he's still the CEO guiding that ship. And Siete, maybe you know about Siete. They actually fry their chips, their tortilla chips, in avocado oil instead of sunflower oil, which is, in my view, a much better option, although I don't think that fried chips are probably ever particularly good for you. At least it's a step in the right direction. They're a $200 million company. They're still run by the same two people that started that thing. So it does happen. But unfortunately, more often than not, if you got a company big enough to get into the big grocery stores, you've got a company that was bought out by someone big enough to get them into the big grocery stores. And that's the push that is made. So I did a whole show about this, Keeping Bad Company, uh, a few months ago. It was a, a pretty big hit. I heard a lot back on it. But I just wanted to kind of reminisce back on this and, and share some of the things that I've been thinking in that that vein about you know voting with our dollars and really giving money to companies that, frankly, deserve it more. You know, it's like... Um, we all see it. Uh, we all have, I think, I hope we do anyway, one or two at least little mom-and-pop places. Maybe it's a restaurant. Uh, maybe it's a health food supplement store. Uh, maybe it's a print shop. I've met the most awesome college-age kids at two different locations. I'll give them a shout-out for the people in St. George, Utah, Um they had, I think, three locations overall. It was Steamroller Press. And I went in there with some pretty significant needs and a very short time frame available to me. And they took care of me great. Why? Because they're a little independent group, probably run by the people that started it, or if not, at least somebody that bought it and decided it was gonna they were gonna keep it great. And they hire kids, college-age kids. And train them well enough that you feel like you're working with someone who actually cares. And I think they actually did. So I think we all have stores like that. Uh, hopefully one of those stores for you is Vitality Nutrition. But I'm even talking about locally. You know, Most of the people who listen to this show aren't in Utah anymore. And so we work with you online and things like that. But, the, but for people that are you know, like you that are not here in Utah and you're listening to Vitality Radio, think of your great little independent stores that you love. Maybe it's a little boutique dress shop if you're a woman. Uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, the men's uh, the menswear store. I don't know. We all have in our neighborhood a little version and a big version of those types of stores. And maybe there's multiple little versions or multiple big versions. But regardless, we all have them. And we get to choose. And generally speaking, I would say more often than not, you leave the little one 
feeling pretty good about whatever you bought, the education you received on what you bought, the type of customer service you received, and the interactions that you had with the patrons of, or not the patrons, but of, uh, uh, sorry, with the uh, owners and or uh, people running that shop. But you go into Walmart, you know, what do you get? You go to any of these bigger places, not even as big as Walmart, and generally speaking, the service is not going to be so hot. And so it's not really different with the big chemical companies, except for this more insidious because they're masquerading like they care about your health. On the one hand, Nestle is feeding you the crunch bar. And on the other hand, they're feeding you magnesium. So which is it, Nestle? And so we have to recognize that voting with our dollar absolutely matters. Okay, you may have heard one more thing about voting with your dollar. Boycott Hershey. Did you hear that? Boycott Hershey happened uh, leading a couple of days. It was actually right before I left for Expo West. And it was an interesting thing. A company called Jeremy's Razors, uh, they came out and, and said, you know, boycott Hershey. We've got chocolate uh, that uh, is um, coming from a company that doesn't hate you, essentially. <laughs> In fact, Jeremy's Razors started because uh, they had a problem with uh, another razor company that used to be a sponsor of theirs. So if you don't know about that, it's kind of a fun read to dig around on that. But why did boycott Hershey happen? Well, I'm not a political commentator, and I choose as much as possible to stay out of politics on this show because of a few reasons. One, I'm not an expert in that area. I don't know if anybody wants to hear anything about my politics. And two, you got a lot of options out there for that anyway, right? And frankly, I'm sure our politics don't always line up, mine and yours. And I'm fine with that if you're fine with that. So, this topic is hot right now, and it happened because Hershey's had a trans woman, I think is the proper terminology uh, for that, uh, who was uh, one of the spokesmodels, I guess you would say, for National Woman's Day, International Woman's Day. I, I think they had five people and four were biological women, and one was this trans woman. And that's where it all came from. A lot of people that uh, would probably consider themselves a little more conservative jumped on the Boycott Hershey bandwagon and started buying Jeremy's chocolate instead. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to even comment about any of that. I saw something that I think is far more worthy of your attention, actually, and really shines a light on what I'm talking about with these big companies and the choices that they make or choose not to make. Whether you think boycotting Hershey because of how they handled International Woman's Day is worthy or not, I think you might find reasons to boycott Hershey that have absolutely nothing to do with that. When I get into politics on Vitality Radio, as much as possible, it's the politics of health. So, Vote with your dollar mama is uh, who posted this. It was sent to me, and I found it very, very interesting because what ended up or, or what they decided to do was also step beyond the uh, 
transgender debate and go for instead the why should you buy anything from Hershey's anyway debate, I guess. So let's read up on this a little bit. In September 2006, ABC News reported that several Hershey products were reformulated to replace cocoa butter with vegetable oil as an emulsifier. By the way, that would then be considered a seed oil that I talked about at the beginning. According to the company, this change was made to reduce the cost of producing the products instead of raising their prices or decreasing the sizes. Some consumers complained that the taste was different, but the company stated that in the company-sponsored blind taste test, about half the consumers preferred the new versions. As the new versions no longer met the Food and Drug Administration's official definition of milk chocolate, they changed the names to chocolate candy and chocolatey. So that's an interesting thing. If you're looking at chocolate at the store and it doesn't say chocolate, it says chocolate candy or chocolatey, it's probably not actually chocolate. So that was in 2006. In December of 22, Hershey's was subjected to a lawsuit over the amount of lead and cadmium in their company's products, especially the special dark bar and the 70% and 85% Lily bars. Now, Lily is a natural brand, sweetened with stevia, but owned by Hershey. The lawsuit alleges that the company failed to warn consumers about the amount of metal in the bars and is based on findings published by the Consumer Reports magazine in the United States. Hershey has been criticized for not having programs to ensure sustainable and ethical cocoa purchases, lagging behind its competitors in what are known as fair trade measures. In 2019, Hershey announced that they could not guarantee that their chocolate products were free from child slave labor, as they could trace only about 50% of their purchases back to the farm level. And in 2021, Hershey was named in a class, class action lawsuit filed by eight former child slaves from Mali who alleged that the company aided and abetted their enslavement on cocoa plantations in the Ivory Coast. So those are just a few little things dug up about Hershey's that have nothing to do with, I guess, at, well, at least not the politics of transgenderism, but how about the politics of slave labor? You tell me. We're in 2023, and we know that every conversation we have is being listened to by somebody and logged somewhere, right? I mean, that's uh, the, the level of privacy we have in America nowadays. Um, 2023, Hershey's can't even tell you where 50% of their chocolate comes from? Does that sound plausible? If it's plausible and Hershey's really is incapable of telling you where their chocolate comes from, then that's a problem because we know of at least eight allegations of child slave labor. Also, Hershey's said that they would be uh, cleaning up a lot of that stuff. They had an initiative for 2005, and then they pushed it back to 2008, and then they pushed it back to 2010 to make sure that they didn't have any slaves. Yeah, slaves. I mean, think about this here, okay? Any child slaves that they were getting their cocoa from. And here we are in 2023, and they're saying only 50% can actually even be traced. So, so much for their initiatives. So here's my point. It's not so much about Hershey's. It really isn't. 
it's about all of these multinational corporations with boards of directors that are concerned about one thing and one thing only. Profit over people, profit over slaves, profit over your health, profit, profit, profit. That's all it's about. So I strongly encourage you, so strongly encourage you to check every brand that you eat, that you love. I know it's hard when you love it. I've had to give up some really mm, yummy things, but it's worth it. Check those brands. See who owns the brand. It's usually a quick Google search. Sometimes it's one or two clicks once you get there to figure it out. And if it's one of these multinational companies, it's not an independently owned business, the odds are there is a better option for you for all of the reasons that I've discussed. Better ethically, better nutritionally, better for you, better for our environment, better for really everyone involved except for those stinking shareholders. All right, that's the end of that rant, and now we'll wrap this thing up with the good news. The trade show was not all bad. In fact, it was awesome, 90% awesome, with just some eerie little reminders about these lousy scoundrel companies that uh, are trying to sneak into our industry. Well, not trying, but <laughs> succeeding. But we're going to forget about that right now, and we're just going to talk about why it was awesome. Not only did I see some of my best and dearest friends, not only did I get to meet new and amazing friends that I've interviewed here on the podcast, not only did I get to be there and introduce that entire world to my gen after all these years because, well, the first time we were going to go to Expo was 2020 when it was shut down five or six days before it happened. And we had so much fun wandering those aisles for four days. It was fantastic. Not only all of that, but I saw some really cool new products. I saw some awesome, cool innovations. And I saw what I thought were some really great raw materials that I get to potentially work with for my next set of formulas that I am currently um, kicking around in my head right now. I'm so excited to bring those to you. It may not happen, some of them. In fact, in most cases, the formulas that I try to come up with um, don't come to fruition. But the ones that do, the ones that do, they've passed all the tests and they're products that I am very, very proud of and want to share with you. So that was exciting and is exciting uh, coming from Expo West. The most exciting thing is that I get to do this show for you listening and I just I love doing it. It's it's a real labor of love because it is a labor. It is a challenge to come up with what I consider to be a decent show uh, every week, but not just every week, twice a week. And I hope that you've enjoyed it. And I hope that you continue to listen and continue to share it. Because as this podcast grows, I hope and sincerely believe that we will find a healthier world, even if it's just one person at a time. And even if it's your host finally figuring out that he really does need to watch for the seed oils. If you have questions about anything you heard today, call us 801-292-6662 or shoot us a message on the chat on vitalitynutrition.com 
or hit me up on IG at Vitality Nutrition Bountiful or at Vitality Radio. Any of those things will work. Until next week, well, until this Saturday, thank you so much and have a vital day. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. our awesome music is by brian bob young support vitality radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on apple podcasts youtube or your favorite podcast source Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.